We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, everybody. It is the 15th of January. I'm back. It's Scott Kennedy. It's Broncos for Breakfast. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL draft today. Uh, Scott, how are you doing? Did you miss me? Thanks for holding down the fort while I, I don't know, I just tried to held on for dear life and survived the last nine to ten days. Not to take too long, but uh, my little guy's born. Uh, Mills, Monson, Delvecchio, Kendall came on the fourth. And uh, a little early because of some health stuff with Natalie. He was a cesarean and a C-section and uh, went home. And about two days later, you know, having a really hard time getting him to eat, having a hard time getting him to stay awake. And we went to the uh, pediatrician and they're like, yeah, he's lost 16, 17% of his birth from his birth weight. You need to go to the hospital now. Uh, So I was there for four days, three nights after already spending three days there. And that's been my last week. Uh, Not a lot of sleep, really trying pretty hard to keep him to eat, to get some weight on, keeping him warm, not truly a preemie a early term or what I think is what this definition is. But, uh, it's uh it's been a really long, long week. Um, so things are looking better here. Thanks for all the support from you guys. Thanks to you, Scott, too, for all the encouragement. And uh, happy to be back for a little bit of normalcy. Not out of the woods yet. We have another pediatrician appointment today. But uh, the little guy's here. Him and the wife are recovering and on the, the right road now. So very happy about that. And sorry to just totally word vomit here. I know you guys are here <laughs> for football, not to hear my personal stuff. Uh, but, man, it has been a... It has been a long week, um, so appreciate all the kind thoughts and uh, vibes from everybody. Yeah, well, we haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, and um, you know, you and I have been in touch, and I know it's it's been scary. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you're home. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad Natalie and the little man are home and on the road to happy, healthy lives for for all of you. So, and I love all the pictures you've been sending. So, thank you very much. It's good to have you back, Broncos country. We've missed it. We're back, and uh, we're glad you're here with us this morning. Yeah, and just a programming note, I'll probably close the show as well. Just until the playoffs are over and I'm a little bit more out of the woods, we're going to be skipping Tuesdays uh, until you know the offseason really ramps up where we're getting more Broncos news. Maybe we'll jump in if something you know big happens uh, for the Broncos, but uh, I need my sleep. Uh, they, again, the wife is recovering from major surgery still, and uh, I need to be there to help you know feed and change while she's you know taking care of herself. Uh, so... Uh, Mondays and Thursdays we'll be here building the Broncos our Broncos for breakfast and uh, Tuesdays will be right around the corner once the offseason kicks off and we have more Broncos content day to day. 
On that note, what do you want to get into? It's not like anything's really happened since yeah. you've been gone in the last two weeks. I mean, legendary coaches retiring, um, Dallas Cowboys getting bounced. Uh, there are some there are some pretty surprising scores uh, over the weekend. Um, Broncos are in the market for a quarterback. I went through what I did last week. My last show on was uh, I actually went through. We've talked about that the Bron- the Broncos cap situation isn't as bad as it looks, uh, as bad as you might think. And I went through doing some numbers and Nick without really losing anybody that's a major contributor other than well that majorly contributed with maybe the exception of Jerry Judy. I cleaned up $80 million in cap space like that mm-hmm. um, with uh, with with just doing some restructures, some extensions of your big contracts, some of your pillar pieces, which you could trade if you wanted to, if you were doing doing a rebuild. We talked about that early, but you can you can get out. of You're not in cap hell. I've seen cap hell. This isn't cap hell. This is a handy cap, no pun intended. But it's uh it's better than it looks, Nick. I, I went from minus twenty to plus sixty pretty easily. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard, and the big issue is that Scott, because you are up against it with a cap, and you traded all those draft picks away, you don't have a lot of young, cost-controlled contracts on the roster. So you are really either you're going to have to play what the Rams kind of did the last few years, where you're just trading back and getting an unbelievable assortment of day three picks and just hoping, you know, just based on the numbers and good eyes on the front office that you're hitting there. Uh, we've seen the Broncos not really hit well uh, day three so far in the George Payton era. Uh, so that's unfortunate, but um, that's a, a pathway through there. It's still going to be hard though, Scott, obviously uh, fortunately with the way the Broncos contracts are set up, you can move on from a number of these guys and make it not hurt as much, uh, but make no mistake. You're going to be in, what is it? almost 50 million dead cap in 2025, 34 uh, this season. It, it's it's going to be tough for the Broncos. They do have the ability to, you know, move things around as you talked about. The real thing that's tough here for me is that you have Sean Payton in the house. And if it wasn't Sean Payton, if it was a first time head coach in here, or you just fired a head coach, it would be so easy to say, look, we're not going anywhere. It's really hard to build a team with where you're at, given you don't have a lot of draft picks, given how old your roster is right now, uh, given where a lot of these contracts are. Hit the nuke button. We're going to bottom out. We've been bad. What's How much does it hurt being even a little bit worse for one to two years? You're getting further out of the Patrick Mahomes era or closer to the end in that reality by doing that, not to be too morbid or uh, <laughs> existential existential with that. But that's a uh, that's the wrong word. I can't think of it. Uh, but uh, that's probably not going to happen with Sean Payton. So what do the Broncos do to you know revamp with the arm tied behind their back? There are avenues. I think a lot of people, and I agree mostly for the most part, that the best way to get out of here is hit that rookie quarterback. Uh, easier said than done when you're e- easier said than done when you're picking at twelve. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Um, it's going to be fascinating. The Broncos are, as we said at the last last show, I was in here. I think Scott. I don't even remember, but uh, it's the Dapper Dan. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? You know, damn, we're in a tight <laughs> we're in a spot. spot. <sighs> That's where we're at with the Broncos. Uh, so we got Conga coming in saying eighty million, just enough to cut Russ. Yeah, maybe the Broncos could even, you know, take it all in one season. I, I don't know. Well, I think that's would be that would be unprecedented, Scott. That would be really hard. Uh, but the post June first cut uh, is at there is something they can use. They can designate it before June first. The big issue with that is that you don't get the money available until June first. But it's economics rollover stuff you can do anyway there. So uh, it's complicated, but it's something that uh, Broncos gonna have to go through. 
Keith asks, question for Scott, would you have wanted to keep Matt Ryan or go into cap hell, and how does this compare to the Broncos? I think one of the differences was, and this is what we're talking about, um, as far as why isn't this dead cap hit as detrimental as it sounds? Well, one is because it's basically cap neutral, okay? the What Rust was going to cost you if he was on the roster is virtually the same as his dead cap hit. So your salary cap situation, in essence, hasn't changed. If you cut Russell Wilson, it hasn't changed. What has changed is you need a quarterback. You need you need to replace him. Now, if you say a replacement level quarterback at $5 million is just as effective as Russell Wilson, then you cut him. So you don't have to owe him beyond the two years of those dead cap numbers. It was like, listen, he's not... It's not worth what we're paying, and we gotta we gotta get out from under this contract and start the clock on that now. With Matt Ryan, they kept restructuring his contract so many times that his initial cap hit wasn't that bad. So he'd have like a fifteen million dollar cap hit with a hundred million dollar dead cap hit every year because they just kept restructuring, restructuring, restructuring. And as his play was declining, and as the Atlanta Falcons were deteriorating because of the cap situation because they kept doing restructures with older players, they were stuck. So mm-hmm. they had to take that on the chin and take those restructures and say, listen, we need to accelerate this and move it all forward and eat it now. And they ended up losing money. So instead of a $20 million dead cap, a $20 million cap hit, you take a $40 million dead cap hit. So it actually costs more to cut him than it did to, to have him on the roster. So that that's one of the big differences is right now, Russell Wilson isn't really going to cost you any more money by cutting him. It's just, you got to find a replacement and you usually need money to do that, which means you're going to have to, in order to do that, you're going to probably going to have to either go cheap. Jarrett Stidham is cheap or draft. And that's tough. That's tough. Unless you're up there in the top three to get the quarterback you want in that spot. So those are the differences there. There is one other option here, Scott, and this could be a whole episode. This is it'd be really complicated, but I feel like before we get into that, we need to talk a little bit about something that has been saving my butt uh, here as of late with no time um, to do much cooking right now. And that's uh, pizza pizza. Yeah. Want to hit some little Caesars. Just a reminder for you, because we're talking about, you know, not being able to put on weight. I don't have that problem. Uh, that's a 30-year-old thing, by the way. Make Little Caesars, who is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. We still have plenty of games going. And while the Broncos may be out of it, I know we're still watching football. Who didn't watch the Packers blow out the Cowboys last night? So order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after the NFL kickoff, plus all day on Sunday, and get ready for some football and fun. Not a bad thing to do with two games coming up today. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. Yeah, either way you win, and of course, and you get all your favorite toppings there at Little Caesars, but I'm a big fan of the crazy bread. The more carbs, the more garlic, the better, and you get that dipping sauce. Now they got stuffed pizza, crazy bread crust. I mean, God, it's so good. Get a little dipping sauce there, too. It's it's a winning combination, and speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery in our in-store pizza portal pickup, so grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. It's cold. It's miserable everywhere right now. You don't want to be home cooking. You just wanted something you know easy to cozy up with with the football games. Pizza Pizza, Little Caesars, check it out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robbie Red coming in with a super. He says, congrats, Nick. Great to have you both live. It's good to be back. This is so much more fun and less stressful. Uh when we're together as opposed to, to being by yourself. The uh, the Broncos country was great to me, though, for sure. Uh, made it a lot easier to come in here and do some solo shows. Yeah, it's I'm glad to be back. Um, like I said, just to people trickling in here, click the thumbs up, leave us a review. Uh, we always love you guys coming in. I've been gone because I had the birth of my son on the 4th, had some complications, been out of the hospital since then. So uh, fingers, send me some good vibes for today because today's a big appointment. Um, but uh, yeah, they, we will not be doing Tuesday shows for the rest of the playoffs just because there's not going to be a coaching search in Denver and you know not too much talk about how many times can we talk about the 12th pick. Plenty of times between now and April for sure. Uh, but uh, that's a uh, Tuesday's off for a little bit just so dad can get some sleep and help, uh, help the, the misses recover with everything here. We got Michael coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos. Go Michael. Appreciate you coming in. Hope you're doing well. And uh Hopefully you're not too upset about uh, the Jed Fish bolting from your neck of the woods in Tucson to uh, my neck of the woods in uh, Seattle there in the last uh, 48 hours. There a lot of uh, crazy uh, Scott. I always somehow work college football in here. It's so wild um, with uh, Dubois going to Alabama and I got Jed Fish to Washington and all of this movement in the college game. But the transfer portal, of course, is ruining the game. It's not all the coaches in here, you know, moving around. <laughs> it's the the players. They don't have enough loyalty to their programs. Yeah, I've, I've said before, the only players that aren't allowed to move for uh, to improve themselves is are the, the players. The coaches, the water boys, they can all jump ship at any given time. Well, they overcorrected on that, and they need to go with contracts. They, mm-hmm. they need to have multi-year contracts, and I think that would solve a lot. If you're going to pay them, it's coming. You can, you can get multi-year contracts. I got no problem with that. What I had a problem with was cutting a guy and then saying, oh, by the way, you can't go play anywhere else for a year. I've always kind of joked, wouldn't that have been nice in high school, you know, uh, when you wanted to break up with your girlfriend and say, this is great. We're going to have to go to school together for the next year, so I don't want you dating anybody else. Well, that would have been awesome. That's what that's what they did to college football players. Yeah, that's it's coming. They're going to have collective bargaining at the whole the whole lot here. But Scott, you're talking earlier about the Broncos quarterback stuff. The only way they can get out is a cheap uh, for shiny foreheads and healthy babies. Thank you so much, Keith. Yeah, we 
he's got a very shiny forehead too. So that's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but doesn't have that cone head because a cesarean. But the, anyway, the there is another way out of the to get competent quarterback play in Denver while not paying a lot those first few years, Scott. And it is a complicated kind of route to it. But and I don't want to work too far down this path. But if the Broncos are able to trade for a court veteran quarterback already under contract, they have the pathway to manipulate the cap, not in a way that you can with a draft pick, not in the way that you can with signing a player uh, by giving an extension and lowering those immediate cap hits mm-hmm. uh, for 2024 and 2025 with balloon cap hits in 2026 and 2027. Now make no mistake. You that's a concern because you're just kicking the can further down the road. But if let's say somehow Marvin Harrison jr. Goes before, pick three and the Cardinals want to trade out and they take uh, they want to trade out of that pick there. Uh, you have a chance at Jane Daniels may whatever you can get up to four and get that guy. Or maybe you bring in a uh, Kyler Murray with the contract. He just signed. You put an extension on the back end of that. You and all that signing bonus stays on the original team. So you're not on the hook like you would be for a high rookie draft pick, or you would be for a guy you Brian brought in and signed where it has to be proportioned uh, equally across the contract that stays on the other contract. So what you can do is make an extension, pay the guy veteran minimum for those first two years and then balloon after that. So that's a weird route where again, you'd have to be in on the guy and it's concerning. But when you have a guy like Sean Payton here, what is your window? Three years, four years. It's not a rebuild situation with Payton. And I know I mentioned Kyler Murray, but the one name I am interested in, I that's know what I was going to ask you. I'm like, okay, who's that veteran quarterback out there that you think is available. That is a, Big time quarterback. I don't think he will be available because I think actual, not to pull out this card, but actual, you know, ball knowers and football watchers understand the broader sample size. He's not top five, but he is perennially top 10. And I think he'd be an unbelievable fit with Sean Payton. And that is Dak Prescott. I think Mm -hmm. if the Cowboys wanted to completely blow it up uh, with Dak Prescott having a year left on his contract, the way it works is that you could give him an extension and the way the cap works because it's a trade for, not because it's a draft pick, not because it's a free agent signing, you can make those 2024 and 2025 cap hits vet mins essentially with the big balloons after that. Now that means it is a four or five year cap commitment to somebody like Dak, which is risky. You have to be in on him in that situation. And I don't even think Dak is going to be available, but Jerry Jones looked pretty beside himself. Who knows what that guy's going to do out there. Uh, but that is a scenario where I'd be interested. And I'll tell you this. I think I know everybody always likes the shiny new object, but if you could guarantee me, Dak Prescott caliber quarterback at pick three. I think 90% of the teams in the NFL are taking that you're and you're hoping on a maybe at 12 with uh Penix who uh, Nick's and McCarthy. I mean, it, I know that there's Dak is a really polarizing quarterback because in the big games, he hasn't showed up. Uh, but I, I don't know, man, I think he'd be pretty incredible with Peyton. We're just talking pie in this guy. And I'll probably spend too much time on hypotheticals for a guy who's not going to be available, but I did want to throw out there, Scott, as you mentioned, signing a guy cheap or drafting a guy, the trade for a veteran who already has a contract with the way it's set up is actually a route that I think is actually the most immediate payoff for the Broncos. There's risk because of how the contract would have to be set up, but that's a route that I think has not been discussed enough. If you're looking for the uh, immediate uh, satisfaction of a quarterback, it's really, really hard to get a quarterback that you would want that way. Yes. It's really hard. Um, you went the route of trying to get a veteran quarterback, uh, that was a want away that they didn't want anymore. And it cost you 
two first round picks, three players, and then you went with Russell Wilson on that. Trying to get Dak Prescott, even with just one year left on his deal, and a guy like that, and that's where my question was going to be. He's like, who do you think you could get in that scenario? One, Justin Fields, if to me might be the the best, most available player that you could actually get. That's about the only one I could think of right now. And he's got his big question marks too. So yeah. it's hard. It's going to be really hard to make a trade for a quarterback where you're like, oh yeah, that's our guy. That's going to be, that's a guy that we can depend on having for the next, that's our franchise quarterback. I, this thing is going to be really, really tough. And I think with Justin Fields, I mean, how much we heard through around the grapevine about Sean Payton wanting to play on time on offense and over the middle of the field. I mean, I just can't imagine him wanting to go Justin Fields, given he's probably the most off time quarterback in the NFL uh, <laughs> right now. So um, I, and I was a big Justin Fields fan, but he hasn't progressed in that way. So uh, who knows? You got to take what's available to you at the time. But I did just want to, and I'm not saying, you know, for sure go for Dak Prescott. Although I do think he'd be, he was a top four quarterback in the NFL this year, in my opinion. And uh, he would be a really good fit with Sean Payton, but the ability to trade for a guy and the way the cap is set up for a traded for veteran who already has a contract, there is, that's a really interesting pathway um, that you almost have to look at like the spreadsheets and get into the numbers of what that would look like. Uh, but it's, that, it's, it's and Dax is strange because one, he's got a $30 million base salary next year. His is an all tied up in bonuses. And two, he's got three void years yeah. on his deal. So if they decide they want to move on, would you be better off throwing a third at them or fourth at them for Trey Lance and trying to take on some of that money? I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's absolutely going to be tough. And we're going to talk quarterback a lot over the course of the next several months. Yeah. And speaking of 12 overall, um, we don't want to get into that. But first, you know, obviously the number one thing for the Broncos this offseason, the, the number one factor is going to be the quarterback. But we also want to talk about factor as well talking about man food is on the mind here been trying to get weight on the little guy with everything going on and uh i'm hungry now too i'm just not it's hard to get those calories in right i'm just throwing snacks at the yeah. wife while she's trying to breastfeed <laughs> so get started on your resolutions with factor so you're ready for the new year factor is ready to eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year skip the grocery stores of prep work and cooking fatigue instead get chef crafted dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like Kato, Calorie Smart, Vegan, and Veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious, flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Yeah, without a doubt, Factor is amazing. And like you said, they have over 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all delivered right to your door and ready to eat in just two minutes. This January, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy a fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep and no mess. And this isn't a service for a new year only. No, Factor is a way of life, 365 days of the year. So make sure you're checking out Factor. So yeah, Broncos country, head to factormeals.com slash huddle50 and use our code huddle50 to get 50% off. That's code huddle50 at factormeals.com slash huddle50 to get that 50% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. Gosh, I have to check that out again because uh, right now, life is tough. And man, that is a ugly looking uh, thing there. I'll I get rid it. of that one. Scott. You got it already. All right. Well, 12th overall pick, Scott. I know everybody's mind right now is, of course, on the quarterback position for the Broncos. I have spent some... Uh, sleepless hours uh recently on the phone not the computer so it's not always the best but digging through uh the all 22 that i do have available for available to me through college football watched a lot of jj mccarthy watched a lot of michael Penix, and watched a lot of bonix sometimes i've been accused of well you didn't watch those guys because they're west coast and nobody sees them i live on the west coast folks i can see husky <laughs> stadium out my window just south of me here uh so i'm watched a lot of that right now I'd have to say, you know, f- January 1st, 20, uh, 2024, uh, January 15th. God bless. I've not got no sleep here. Uh, but uh, I don't know if I'd be excited about any of these quarterbacks at 12 overall. And what's going to make a difference for them is that you see enough that you can hope on them. But on their tape alone, they're not it for a top 12 pick, probably even a round one pick. If they come in to Denver and they blow away the coaching staff in terms of the whiteboard session, the throwing session, the pro day, the, you know, draft bowl circuit, whether it be shrine, senior bowl, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. We can talk, but right now as it stands, I would be extremely hesitant to attach my wagon to any of these quarterbacks at 12 overall. And if you do, I'm honestly coming at it with the mindset that you are getting these guys because you're hoping it's a lottery ticket at that point. And you hate to say lottery ticket for 12 overall pick. Uh, but that's what I think about it as almost like a day two pick. And you're hoping to get just competency for two years. And guess what? We're back in the quarterback market, probably in the first round of 2026, as ugly as that sounds, that's probably what you're talking about here. Cost controlled, cheap, competent, Andy Dalton esque level quarterback play with a 12th overall pick. And then I'm back again, hunting in 2026. Reaching I don't love you. That's where I'm at. Yeah, you don't want to reach for it. I um, I you know only think ninety nine times out of one hundred, I really don't care about the combine process at all about quarterbacks. That's the one where I care the least about their body of work in college. Makes up almost the entire evaluation how they play. Uh, Bo Nix is the exception for me on this one, um, just because he's such been plugged in such a system that is so different from the NFL that I absolutely want to see him at the senior bowl, making all of those pro level throws next to guys like Spencer Rattler and see how he does. So I think Bo Nix has the most to gain despite those gaudy numbers that he posted. There's a lot of doubts there. And then obviously, you know, the medicals coming in with the, with, uh, with Michael Penix, but as far as what I've seen, as far as the arm talent, I, I like Michael Penix a lot. Um, but Bo Nix, I have big questions about how he translates to the NFL, and he can answer some of those questions because his moxie, his makeup, all those things are good. His size, he's a hell of an athlete. Um, you know, I mean, you're talking about Josh Allen light here to a certain extent. He's he's a, he's literally lighter, but he can run. He can hurt you with his legs, um, a, an RPO type guy. But 
can he do stuff more than throw the ball side to side? I get, I feel like I'm watching ping pong. Yeah. I think it was 90% of his passes at Oregon didn't travel more than 10 yards down the field. I think he was the least pressured quarterback in football this season because it is such a screen oriented offense and watching Bo Nix, I got to say my big takeaway is that guy, Troy Franklin might be the most underrated wide receiver in football. He'll end up being a first round pick. He was awesome this year at Oregon. Uh, Dan Lanning's doing a hell of a job out there in Eugene. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not a big fan of all these guys. And Scott, I watched Michael Penix, but then I do more and more digging on him. And I got to say, it's hard not to be blown away by the big games that you've seen from him. I watched both Oregon games. I watched that Texas game. And you put those two games out there, top 10 pick. I mean, medicals will be the big tell there, but top 10 pick. But then you go back, you watch Arizona State. You watch Washington State. I, I, you watch I Utah. Sometimes you just got to go with your gut on this. Yeah. When you watch Michael Penix, what does your gut tell you? Because there can be, you know, parallel, what's the phrase? Paralyzation by analyzation or something, but familiarity breeds contempt. You start finding it's like, I know this guy better. So I'm picking apart. I've seen him do, I've seen his warts more than I have the other guys. And, you know, you're so close to him. I think you just wipe it clean as an evaluator and say, what's my gut tell me on this guy? When I watch him play, my gut tells me he can flat out freaking throw. Now I want to know health wise and all those kind of things. He's got, he's got it. Now, do I want him at 12? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. The big thing with me with, there's some key factors here. And again, it is maybe paralysis by analysis, Scott, but the other top six quarterbacks in this draft, the Michael Pax is dead last. And three of the main factors that I look for in quarterback play, which scares the absolute hell out of me. <laughs> um, not only this is beyond the, you know, being going to be 24 years old playing in the no defense pack 12, didn't even play UCLA this year, which was by far the best defense in the pack 12 out there this year. And uh, the, uh, Injuries, of course, but out of the top six quarterbacks, so you're going Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, uh, JJ McCarthy, Bo Nix, and Michael Penix. Penix was dead last in success rate in the middle of the field in the 11 to 20 yard range. Um, in well, success rate, familiar. dead last. Um, he was dead last in of those top six quarterbacks in uh, completion percentage and success rate when forced off the spot. So we did see it a little bit in that game against Texas where those two defensive tackles did some work. They had Texas had a good defensive line, even though they had one of the worst secondary performances I've seen this season. Roma Dunze, man, unbelievable. Uh, but uh, he's really bad off the spot. So when he doesn't just, you know, hit that drop back foot and throw it, uh, it can be real ugly. It looks a little bit stiff to me sometimes off of that. So that's concerning to me. He was also out of those top six quarterbacks, the worst on third down this year. So all those factors to me, uh, Scott, point to me that I am, I'm a little bit scared about somebody like Penix, and that's on top of the injury factors. Now, you do watch him out there. He can sling it. That deep ball is good. But, I mean, there's some, like, concepts out there where it's like he's the third year in the system, and he's working the wrong read and a little bit slow to get to that when you have somebody like McCarthy, who's just 20 years old, uh, who it's harder for me. So, again, if they took Penix, I'm going to be excited because the arm talent is there, and he can do some fun things. But there's a lot of data there that's like, oh, man. <laughs> That is concerning when you look at that compared to those other guys out there. So again, I, I don't think I'm about any of these quarterbacks at 12 right now, unless you fall in love with stuff. And I agree with you, Scott, that the, the stuff that we see for the quarterbacks is probably the least important, but the personality coming in, how it meshes with the coach, how they are intelligence wise on the whiteboard, how that all works, especially when you have somebody like Sean Payton in here, the pro the pre-draft cycle is big for yeah. quarterbacks in that side. Not what we see unfortunately to be a fly on a wall, I'll say that every single year. Uh, but the intelligence, the intangible stuff and that pre-draft stuff, 
that's big for the quarterbacks. And that could be the determining factor for guys like a McCarthy, Penix, or Knicks, who Broncos are in the, the mode for. I saw Keith asked me if there's any quarterback you could trade up for. If I could go up there and get May, Williams, or uh, Daniels, I like May and Williams more than Daniels, then hell yeah, sign me up. I don't think you're going to have the chance to do that. I don't think you're going to have the money uh, or the picks to do that. So I think those guys are all just going to be gone anyway. So I don't know. Uh, Montana Altitude, $20 coming in here. Thank you so much. We need this for all the bleeping doctor's appointments I got coming up here <laughs> and all the hospital days, man. Uh, uh, you know, hospital food wasn't terrible, though, so God bless them for that. I knew uh, Dak's name would come up this morning or someone like him, just not with Russell Wilson's contract. Should we wait to the 2025 quarterback class? I'm going to be honest with you. If you're talking about waiting for the 2025 quarterback class, we might as well just wait for 2026 because I think the 2026 class has better arms than 2025. We'll see what happens. I know that this might be sacrilegious to some in here, given the Colorado Buffalo stuff. I like Shadur Sanders. We're talking about Shadur Sanders in the McCarthy Knicks Penix range for me, not the Drake may Caleb Williams range uh, from what I've seen from the arm talent uh, perspective. So we'll see things can change, but I was not first overall, no doubt pick conversation with him. Then you got Ewers coming back. I don't know. I'm not as impressed with 2025, 2026 that Tennessee Scott, I'm getting way off the rails here for guys you haven't seen yet. They have, I can't pronounce his last name, Nico something. Where's number eight for Tennessee true freshman. Oh my goodness. What a fun player. Watch out for him in 2026. And you're also going to be in 2026. <laughs> I, I don't know. Tennessee's got a bag. I think they have one of the most, uh, the biggest NIL collectives out there so they can pay some guys. Um, um yeah. And, uh, you know, talking about that, should we wait for 2025? The key is on these is just don't reach that. That's the big one is, you know, if you get a good player at 12, that's okay. Um, you'll, you'll be all right. You don't want to miss. It's not. It's the yeah. guys that you that you take that can't play. Don't reach. If you've got a guy at twenty eight on your board at quarterback, oh, I have to have a quarterback. Then trade back. Then then move back. Don't take him at twelve. Get out of that spot or go with a guy you do have at twelve on your board. So that's where I am on this Montana altitude. Um, again, it just it just wonders. We'll see. We'll see. Do they extend, restructure, or trade the guys with the big contracts? I'm still on the board. I don't think Sean Payton is a in the mode to burn it down and rebuild. I just I, I think that that went away when you went six and one. That you're going to be in the mode where we can we can take the next step and go from eight and nine to ten and seven, and maybe make the playoffs. And then we're one year closer to getting out from from cap uh, from the having more money available. Like I said, you're not really in cap hell. I've seen cap hell. The Bears and the Falcons last year had like eighty two at one point had $105 million. There's a, a, of, of play between injured reserve and cap dead cap hits that wasn't on the field. They were playing 50% of their, their salary. Broncos aren't in cap hell. It's not pleasant. You'd certainly rather have that back, but they're not in cap hell. Not yet. Yeah. And really going to be hard to get through it. We'll see uh, what happens still, Scott, just because of how the, you don't have a lot of basis of good young players that can get you through, even though you aren't totally in cap hell, you don't have the the bones in place to really, you know, go cheap with competency yeah, but, here for yeah, a few but years. Who, who are you losing? You still, you're a 500 team and you've got the ability to improve. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're like, Oh, we can't afford to keep this guy. Is your biggest loss really Lloyd Cushenberry? Yeah, probably. All right. We can, we can well, live without him. 
We'll see what happens with Cortland Sutton. I don't know if you saw the stuff with him sending out kind of I weird did, babe. but that's what I mean. You know, so what are you deciding to do? You know, if you lose Cortland Sutton, yeah, that'd be a big loss. So do you want to – if you start losing Cortland Sutton and Justin Simmons and Garrett Bowles, we've got our answer. This is a teardown and rebuild. We, we, we know. Then we know the answer because that's where you have contract flexibility. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens with those big contracts. Uh, but now before we get on out of here, another, you know – 10, 15 minutes here because I need to get back to sleep or, I don't know, check on the baby and make sure that uh, he's not screaming here. I, I I don't even know what day it is, but really happy to be back. Thanks for everybody for the good well wishes here uh, from Mills. I also saw Pearl is here. Shout out to Pearl. She sent a hand-woven on a loom blanket that is absolutely adorable and super soft. And I mean, maybe it's just a sleep deprivation, but like I definitely teared up as I opened it. So really, I mean, I'm going to cry now, um, but uh, I'm tired, um, but uh, really that is just unbelievably nice. And I appreciate that so much. I'm just beside myself with uh, support like that. It's uh, really, really appreciate that. Um, but uh, Broncos at 12 overall, Scott, I got to say, maybe it's just cause I'm so tired, <laughs> but um, looking at the names in the draft, I go through, I'm like, okay, who are the guys that I really like that could be available? And I'm starting to count them. And unfortunately, I get to pick nine overall and then it's a drop uh, for where we're at in the talent in this draft, which makes, if you go nine and you're like, man, I really like these guys. That's a pretty good top of the class, but the Broncos are picking at 12. Um, so just to kind of go through the names here, Scott, and I'll say it. Uh, they're all offensive guys. This is a great offensive draft class, which we need with offense down across the league this year. Uh, but you have your top three quarterbacks, of course, Caleb Williams, Drake may, and uh, Jaden Daniels. I feel like for some reason, the people are not as high on Drake. May I go back and watch the game and I'm like, this guy is just prototype. He's they're They're too busy poo-pooing Caleb Williams. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's the recency stuff. Cause Jaden, what Jaden Daniels did this year is awesome. Even though he's playing with two first round picks. Speaking of which, you have the top three quarterbacks there. You got four offensive pass catchers that I think are worth top 10 picks. And of course, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Malik neighbors, Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors versus Roma Dunze is going to be a really fun debate. And then you got Brock Bowers. I know he's a tight end. Maybe some Falcons fans out there, a little PTSD. He's different. He's a lot different than uh, your Kyle Pitts because he actually does play slot like a wide receiver. He's not this long strider that doesn't have the best change of direction. He is a yak monster at tight end, and he actually runs routes like wide receivers from the slot. I think he's like almost like Cooper Cup-esque um, out there, or the uh, Travis Kelsey type of role where you're in 12 personnel, but really it's a 11 with what you can do with him. He also, this is an awesome Scott Brock Bowers led all tight ends in college football and yak every single year. He's ever played college football every year, freshman year, sophomore year, junior year. Broncos team that wants to play 12 and 21 personnel and sucked with yak this season. Brock Bowers would be unbelievable. So there you have four pass catchers, three quarterbacks real quick then, on Brock Bowers with different quarterbacks too. Yes. With different quarterbacks. And uh, none of them, these no doubt, uh, you know, first round monsters. Uh, so, yeah, he's been great. He came back through tightrope surgery this season, too. He could have easily hung it up and said, you know what? I've done it. I've proven everything I have to out here. No, kid loves ball. Um, he's a very high floor on that one. Uh, so I, I, I think Bowers would be awesome. And maybe he falls to you at 12 just because he's a tight end. And I think you jump on that because considering some teams, I don't think would know how to use him as much. Um, and then you have the two pass protectors in uh, Olu Fashano and Joe Alt. If any of those nine guys, obviously some of them won't fall, but if any of those guy, nine guys fall to 12, run into the podium for me. Unless you love one of those quarterbacks, it's always a different conversation. 
I don't know if any of those guys are going to be there at 12, Scott. And if it's not a quarterback, I'm not trading up. Yeah. So it's a tough spot for the Broncos. And I'm not being quite as picky because I know I can get a lot of help from guys from some of these edges, like Dallas Turner and Latu Latu. And I also know that if I decide to go offensive tackle, there's going to be some guys there. And offensive tackles, I think, they're not as – I don't think there's as high a variance as if you take a guy at 10 and you take a guy at 25. Typically, a first-round offensive tackle is good. I mean, there's, there's misses in there, but – you know, yeah, there's the Orlando Paces of the world, but, you know, there's going to be some really good depth at offensive tackle here. Yeah. Um, and Montana comes in talking quarterback again. Appreciate you hitting it, really supporting us today, keeping the lights on, keeping the forehead shiny. He says, we have to nail the franchise QB pick. What if he's not there? That's the thing. What, what if you can't do it? This year's QBs are sketchy with the money situation. Patience must be exercised. Pizza, pizza. Thank you, Little Caesars. Yeah. When's the last time you tried to pick? Was it Paxton Lynch? How high, how high did he go? 27? See, that's not even a that's not a guy you're going for as your franchise quarterback. The Broncos haven't used a high pick on a quarterback since 2006 when they took Jay Cutler. Yeah. So you've got to 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 nail it Montana altitude when you're in the when the you're in the where the Broncos are, you basically need to keep keep picking until you get one. You know, as Nick said before, and I kind of agree with him, just take a quarterback every year. You know, if I've got three quarterbacks on my roster, okay, well, I draft one, and then I see if he's second year, third year, by then he's gone. Or he's he's elevated, he's proven what he is, and I just keep going until I get one. So you're going to take a quarterback this year that, like I said, I'll say it again and again and again, just don't reach. Do not reach. Do not go in there thinking we have to come out of the first round with a quarterback. Well, I don't like any of the quarterbacks. You imagine saying that two years ago, we've got to come out of this with a quarterback. If the quarterback class was like that with, uh, with Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis. No, you don't have to come out of there with a quarter. You, you might think you need to, but if they're not there, they're not there. Yeah. And I see Dan Wilkins says draft to his brother out of Maryland. He's in the portal again. So he's not, uh, he's not going to be in the draft. I also saw, saw, a lot of people wanted Cam Ward. Uh, he entered the draft, but then actually redrew his name. He's actually going to be the quarterback of the Miami Hurricanes now. Really, the quarterback class is not super deep because of all these guys going back for their uh, COVID year. But uh, yeah, you got to hit until you you got to hit until you miss a quarterback. But also, you don't want to be the teams in 2011 that drafted a quarterback not named Cam Newton, where you had Blaine Gabbert and Christian Ponder. And that was the somebody- year I decided they went crazy. I've told you that. Like that was the year I was like, these guys have lost their minds. They have gone quarterback crazy again when Christian Ponder is going in the top 15. Jake Locker. Jake Locker was the other one. These guys have lost their minds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't ever want to pick in franchise quarterback range. I mean, if you love the guy, um, then it's great. I've enough questions. There's enough to be excited about all three of the guys that we talked <laughs> about. Problem. How do you how do you not eventually end up in franchise quarterback range by having a franchise quarterback? Yep. Otherwise, you're gonna end up in that range somehow. And it's just, it doesn't really align with why you have Sean Payton. You know, if, yeah. if you were going to tank, this was the year to do it. And then you go six and one and throw, screw everything up. I mean, everything kind of seems lined up where the Broncos thought they were going to tank. And then the coaches coached their asses off and uh, kind of pulled out some of the season. But I know some of the advanced stuff, Scott, like the Pythagorean wins and the projected wins, the Broncos actually outperformed their metrics this year by two games. So really, they were more of a six-win team um, based on all the 
external uh, data versus what their actual wins loss was. So I don't know. They had also a lot of injury luck this season. So we'll see what next year brings. Dave, uh, Dave following up, he says, not perpetually mediocre. Dave, you've had two top 10 picks in the last three years. Yeah. That's what, bad. Five That's... and nine? Yeah. You've had two top 10 picks in the last three years, brother. Yeah. Not good, but not mediocre, but also not putrid, putrid, uh, which you kind of need. I mean, this, we'd have been out of, we'd have been out of luck last year, Scott. We, we'd have been out of luck this year with that pick, probably with those ones. Uh, so, it's tough. You have to be unbelievably terrible. And given how valuable the quarterback is, does <laughs> that hurt? I'm like, I know. Yeah, I, I know people forget. It's like, cause I, I think I've seen you have this comment before about, you know, not being able to like, like you had, you had the number five pick couple, you know, two years ago, there wasn't a quarterback there. You had a number nine a couple years ago, you pair those together and trade up. You got number one overall, but you you've had two top 10 picks in the last three years and yeah. now it's 12. So what have the last three years, what have the last four years been? It was nine, and then traded that one away. Nine again. I don't remember where that pick was, and then it became a five. It was nine blank five twelve. It was nine nine five twelve. Yeah, you've been in the range to get your quarterback. Kind of. If they're there. Yeah, it's kind of. You, I mean, you want to be three. top two. Yeah. So we'll see what happens here uh, with the Broncos. But as far as pick twelve goes, Scott, we mentioned those nine guys. I'd be all about it. You were in prime range, as you mentioned, for edge rusher and offensive tackle. I think those mm -hmm. are the two positions right now that if the Broncos do stick at 12, those are the ones that I would be pounding the table for, assuming you don't fall in love with the extra factors with one of those quarterbacks. Because again, on tape, I don't feel comfortable using the 12th overall. It's going to have to be beyond uh, the tape or you, you fall in love with one of those guys. Uh, but offensive tackles, I think there are three in that range that we can talk about there. You got Tylese. Uh, actually five. I'm going to, uh, four, excuse me. You got uh, Fuaga from Oregon state, uh, who has Bless been you. awesome. This, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, at Oregon <laughs> state, he's been great. He might be a little bit more guard, but he's an absolute butt kicker. Very fun player. Uh, you got Fontenot who has been unbelievable at uh, Washington. I think he's one who I'm going to try him at tackle first, but if he doesn't succeed at tackle, he is going to be an unbelievable guard for a number of years. And we've seen with Sean Payton. I think he values the interior offensive line almost as much as any coach in football. Uh, I don't think he's as much, you know, we'll go cheap on interior and go big on uh, tackle. Uh, like a lot of guys, I think Fontenot is one who should be in the range, but the two that really stand out for me at tackle in that 12 range for the Broncos are JC Latham at Alabama, who is an absolute Goliath out there. Unbelievably huge and powerful. Uh, still has some technique stuff to work on, but he is, I mean, he's monstrous. And then you have a Marius Mims uh, from Georgia who's raw, but an unbelievable height, weight, speed kind of athlete out there. So those are the names that stand out. And then you got your edge rushers. You mentioned Dallas Turner, Scott, and uh, Leatu Latu. I think Jared Verse is still in play as well um, for that uh, edge as well, just because he's so consistent, uh, big-time leader. And edge rusher, edge is one that I'm going to wait for the combine to really understand because the mm -hmm. athleticism translates more. The combine athleticism translates more for edge than any other position in football. Uh, so those are the names right now that stand out. Unfortunately, at 12, you're probably in range to have the best defensive back in this class at that spot. And the Broncos need defensive backs help, Scott. But can you even take advantage of having good defensive backs right now when your defensive front is so bad? Um, circling back to when Cody I interviewed Cody Alexander, he said, you can have all pros on the back end. If you cannot get home, it doesn't matter how good your guys are on the back end. You're going to have to figure out how to blitz. You're going to have to play zone coverage because you cannot cover for 10 seconds. The teams that are really good cover one, cover zero teams, they're teams who can get pressure up front. 
because it's that extra one and a half seconds where those, you know, good to great difference matters. So as much as it would be good to take a good defensive back, I think you can't even take advantage of that guy. Uh, that's more of a, we're ready to go. We're fi- adding final pieces to a roster type of position, in my opinion, uh, than where you're at right now. So I think I cannot take defensive back. I just Gosh, can't. We've had this conversation before about edge or corner. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, again, it, it boils down to, and the, the good news is Broncos country is Nick just monologued about 14 names of good players at 12 that are going to be available for you. Now, do you like this guy? The way I see it, <laughs> I go back to Fight Club, you know, when uh, I don't even know if we actually knew his name, but when Ed Norton's character is talking about, you know, I, I, I got that couch, whatever else I had, I had that licked. I, I had the couch was taken care of. Now, don't reach for an edge either. So again, it goes down to, would I rather have the edge than the corner? Yes, I would. But if I love the corner and I like the edge, get the corner, get him. Okay, that's taken care of. I got my secondary taken care of. It's done. Now I can focus other things. Maybe somebody hops up in free agent the next year. Maybe another guy falls to draft. Maybe one of my guys, Nick Benito, has an epiphany and he jumps from good to great. But the, the whole point of this draft, and we've seen it, and it wasn't Tyler Durden that I was talking about. I was like, I don't think Dan said no, we actually ever talked just about narrator. it. Ed, Edward Norton's character actually had a name. Um and I've watched it a zillion times. Hi, David. <laughs> um, hi, David. Was um, is and I, I don't like the whole phrase of best process, you know, best player available. I don't. But you you got to trust your board. And yes, you need an edge. Yes, you need Johnny Newton. How much do you like him? Because that would fill about as big a need as you've got uh, at like. the, the interior defensive line position. Do you like him at twelve? Would you take Christian Barmore at twelve right now? Let's say yes. he was 22 years old and you could trade your 12 for Christian Barmore. Would you? Probably. Yeah. I mean, for sure. If I could guarantee Christian Barmore, yeah. I don't think Newton plays with the same power. That but Barmore I'm just saying, has. you know, yeah. if you can fill that spot, would it be worth it? So yeah, at 12, I don't give a flying flahooey about scheme fit. I want, I want a freak. I want a freak at 12 that can do all these things. And if I don't have a freak, then I'm going to work my way down of, Biggest needs slash best prospect on my board. Yeah. It just is unfortunate uh, looking at the board right now because I think there are nine guys that I'm are head and shoulders above right now, and you're picking there at 12, and I'm not trading up for a non-quarterback. So really sitting there at 12, Scott, it's going to be a broken record. But if you're not in love with a quarterback, your best option is probably trading back if somebody wants to come up. Maybe somebody does. I mean, the Raiders are going to be sitting there at 13, Maybe somebody wants to jump them and get JJ McCarthy uh, before then. And you can move back, get yourself an extra day two pick in there and take yourself an edge rusher, a defensive lineman an offensive lineman, a wide receiver there in that back half of the first round. Uh, That's, that's what I'd be hoping for, but we'll see um, how it plays out right now. I think I'm leaning more so edge or offensive tackle than cornerback because of what we talked about, Scott. Uh, I'd be very intrigued by J.C. Latham. Also, it just I think the Broncos, with everything going on, we've heard it with Cortland Sutton. I've also heard through the grapevine that they've kind of started to approach and play some hardball with uh, Garrett Bowles as well, uh, that you could have a tackle position opening up here this offseason. As much as this is scary, it's a plug-your-nose-for-a-season situation. Maybe you slide McGlinchey over to left tackle for a season uh, because he did play there at uh, college 
and you draft yourself a right tackle there, the first pick, and you figure it out from there. Uh, but that's the range that you're at right now with the 12th overall. I'm keeping better with a rookie offensive tackle that I drafted at 12. If I thought he was good enough to be drafted at 12, I'd feel better with him at left tackle. (laughs) I would at McGlinchey. I, it depends on, I'm thinking about it more so for what's the best for that prospect versus what's best for McGlinchey at that point, because McGlinchey's played both and you have Mims and Latham and Fuaga who have only played right tackle. So it's about getting the best five out there for me. And it's a kind of a plug your nose situation there for me with them. Um, But We'll see. Um, who knows? I think McGlinchey is a good enough pro that he wouldn't have an issue with that. And you just kind of kind of deal with it for a season. Also, I don't think the blind side thing is as much of a factor anymore, given how much shotgun pass game there is now and how teams simply just isolate their best pass rusher against your worst uh, pass blocker. So typically it used to be the best pass rusher lines up on the blind side. So that way we have to put our best blocker there. Not the case anymore. You have Miles Garrett lining up over a gaps these days. So I don't think that's as much the thing. Just get the best five out there, but that's definitely a possibility for the Broncos. Montana altitude. You've been awesome for us today. Thank you so much for basically carrying the show with the super chats. He says, I do see your logic. Scott, Nick lets you Stidham and fill in the team's other needs. Keep the lights on. Um, Stidham is your worst case scenario. And that that's not that bad. I mean, is he the guy you're going to build on for the next 10 years? No. How much of a downgrade is he from what you got from Russell Wilson last year? That's the question. Is it about even? Maybe it might be. It might be about even. Then if I can improve other places. Now, if my quarterback is there, if I'm sitting at 12 and my quarterback that I like is there, you take him. Absolutely. Quarterback is the biggest need on this team. You just can't reach. And as Michael says you draft the players that can play and not reach for players that can't. The the phrase is the the that I was taught at a very very early age in my scouting career long long time ago was it's not the players that you miss that kill you. It's the players that you take that can't play that kill you. It's like okay, so I missed I could have drafted this guy and or I could have recruited this guy and and he went somewhere else. Oh no. No, no, no. It's the fact that I got this guy and he stinks. I, I go back to, you know, I've always said must must have recruits. There's no such thing. Herschel Walker is arguably the best player to ever suit up college football. He chose Georgia over Clemson. He won a national championship at Georgia. You know who won one in 1981? I think it was the very next year. It was Clemson. <laughs> There's, you, as long as you're loading up with good players, you're going to be okay. Don't miss. And we said that going back to Pat Sertan. You've got a building block. You didn't get your quarterback in that spot. Yeah. Now that we might be arguing about that, Nick, but are you regretting that you've got Pat Sertan on your team? No, you're not. The no. problem is, is I made that big trade and contract for Russell Wilson. That's why I'm in mediocre right now. <sighs> yep. Side, Side jar. jar. We're back. We're back. hundred percent, but uh, it's going <laughs> to be fun to see what happens to the Broncos at 12. Uh, right now, like I said, I have nine guys that I have circled. And if they're there, I'm taking that shot. I'm not trading up for any of them. And we're going to have a chance to, to get through all these quarterbacks. Uh, it's going to be really hard to debate each of them. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, maybe the Broncos fall in love with another quarterback and take one day too. Maybe it's a Spencer Rattler who I know that Eric can't stand. A lot of people don't like because of the attitude and stuff, but he's been humbled some and we're going to find out a lot about what happened at South Carolina and how he interacts with coaches at the senior bowl at the uh, combine as well. I mean, Talk about the combine mattering for quarterbacks. It's not the throwing drills. It's the interviews and the whiteboard stuff. Uh, that's going to matter a heck of a lot. And then also 
dark horse two lane quarterback Michael Pratt, who might be a good uh, you know plug your nose for a year kind of guy. Not plug your nose, but like you know day can operate a system. If not, maybe you're talking a veteran quarterback. This is the plug your nose kind of talk here. Jarrett Stidham coming back. James, Jameis Winston, uh, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, all names that Sean Payton has spoken highly of before. Um, so those are the only reason to bring up those names. I'm not in love with any of those, of course, but that's kind of where you're at right now uh, with the quarterback stuff. So you'll see. You better hope that you catch a lightning in a bottle there if that's the route. Uh, but we're going to get on out of here. Appreciate everyone coming in. Uh, we won't be back tomorrow. We'll be back again for Broncos for breakfast on Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. So I can help the wife and take care of the kid. Uh, any final thoughts, Scott? We did a lot on here. I said we'd only go half an hour, but of course I just, we're, we're rolling. And especially now that we're finally doing draft talk, I can go all day. It's really fun to do. I wish we had more day two picks to talk about, but uh, who knows what happens between now and the draft. Maybe the Broncos end up getting some. No oh, final thoughts. Jameis Winston will be available. I think he burned his final bridge in uh in new orleans he's a free agent with void years go figure i don't understand so james winston will be available and he was really really good under i mean really good under jacoby Brissett would be a good one that can be an option so there we'll see like i said worst case scenario right now is is jared stidham that's worst case that's not that bad you could be yeah that was the reason why you signed him to a big insurance policy backup quarterback contract last year my final thoughts want to say thank you to Robbie Red, Keith, Michael, and especially Montana Altitude for supporting the show financially. It means a lot to us. Keeps the lights on, like we said. Keeps us doing what we do. We're almost two, three full years of doing the show, and we do it because of people like you. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. We all appreciate you, Montana Altitude, everybody coming in here. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you for all the super chat. Thank you for all the support. Keith Brugman brings up Davis Mills. Maybe. Um you're going to be bargain uh, bargain hunting right now. I know everybody wants to draft the quarterback. Maybe you do. Um, based on the tape, I'm not comfortable taking any of them in the top. I don't think I'm going to give a top 20 grade to any of the four, five, six quarterbacks. They're day two grades that maybe you just hope and pray on. And again, I said it earlier, Scott, if that's the case, I th- I'm pretty confident. This sucks. I'm pretty confident that two years from now, we're going to be talking first round quarterbacks again. Uh, with any of those quarterbacks if you did end up taking them at 12, which stinks, but what can you do? Uh, you never know. You never, that's why, that's why we have the future is un. See, I'm so superstitious. I feel like talking bad about Knicks, like I have been for the past five years, he's going to be a superstar. I, I don't know. About <laughs> I'm so superstitious. I'm like, I feel like I'm such a jinx that me saying that I don't want Bo Nix, he's going to be a star. Yeah, maybe. Um, Maybe we didn't even get into the age stuff and everything. It's it's going to be fascinating. We'll have to spend some time uh, really getting through these guys. But a lot of fun. Good to be back again. Shout out to everybody for the well wishes. Things have been pretty. We're good here. We're doing better here now. But uh, in and out of the hospital, kid being born, trying to help take care of a recovering wife from the surgery of the birth and just the chaos of all that. Also being so far away from family uh, through all this, too, it just makes it pretty tough. But you guys are family. Uh, do appreciate all the support from you guys and the understanding of why Scott's been here alone. Shout out to you, Scott, and uh, why the shows have been uh, a little lacking here as of late. Just uh, been drowning a little bit, but we're getting back on track and uh, appreciate all the good vibes from everybody. Yeah, everything else can wait. So on that note, we're going to get out of here. Nick, you want to sign us off? 
Yeah, I appreciate everyone coming in. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, follow us on Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And of course, over on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our show, Mile High Huddle, like this show specifically, and share on your social media platforms. Uh, appreciate everyone coming in with a superstar, super chats. Uh, a lot of fun draft stuff to go. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll be ramping it back up again when the off season's really kicking off here and uh, we'll see what happens, but appreciate everyone. I'm going to get some sleep and make sure you're still choosing kindness and compassion. We'll see what happens with the two playoff games today. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.